Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Thank you, Lord. Take your seats, please, and welcome into God's presence. And join me as well in welcoming our online as well as our television audience. And um, before we get into the sermon this morning, let's watch this video. These are from the Burmese pastors and leaders. They are so grateful. We want to be sure to pass their greetings along. So let's watch this and then we'll get into that. เอ่อปวยเจสุญญาณดานเนี่ยสรุปว่าจะมาแลเลยเนาะเอ่อตะเดมะขายผิดผู้บ่เนาะดิเนี่ยอ่าดิเนี่ยจ้าย่าเนี
She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her. He ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. So we are talking about our authority in Christ. But you see, you have to go back to the beginning, the book of beginnings. Sometimes people ask, how are, I mean, how is the world so in such chaos and such confusion? What's going on in the world? Um, let me repeat this. Um, I don't, um, sometimes things will happen and I don't hear about it because I don't watch the news all the time. Sometimes I'll just look at the highlights and then um, I'll see what's going on. See, see um, I'm not a journalist. I'm a preacher of the gospel. Amen. <laughs> but so sometimes when something major happens, I'll hear about it. Remember one time the, um, Jesus said, some people came to Jesus and said, the, pe the people that the tower of Siloam fell upon, what's going on? So if something like 9-11 happens, I'll, I'll hear about it. But I don't scroll every news channel to find what's going on. No, 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 I don't have time for that. <laughs> but um, sometimes people, I mean, like yesterday, um, the kids were asking me, did you hear what happened in Israel? I said, no, no, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear what happened. Then they started telling me what happened in Israel. I said, oh, okay, 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 okay. Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. But you see, sometimes people ask, why all this mess and the chaos? That's where I was going with that, in the world. What's the reason for that? Uh, there is a reason. For that, in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve, and he created them perfectly. Now, somebody also will say that, I mean, what, who is the devil? Who is the enemy? Why did he tempt Eve and all that? Where did he come from? Now, at some point, Lucifer, um, I'll give you just a highlight and study these things for yourself as well. I'll go a little bit further. If you study Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, he describes who this personality is. And you will realize that Lucifer at some point was in, was in heaven, an angel created by God. Then when he sinned against God, he wanted to, you have to put all the pieces together, he wanted to become like God. So he decided to stage a coup d'etat in heaven and overthrow God. And God said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. Get out of here. So, originally, God didn't create him as the devil. That's something that you have to be aware of. The Bible says he was beautiful till iniquity was found in him. Maybe now I'm going a different direction, but it will help us to get that foundation. Go to Ezekiel chapter 28. You need us, please. Ezekiel chapter 28. He says that you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, and diamonds, beryl, oinks, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. All these instruments were in him when he was created. And the Bible says, you are the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you, you were, I establish you, you are in the holy mountain of God. You walk back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. Notice this, 15, this is who he was. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. He was perfect. Everything was going well till sin was found in him. Then his nature changed. 
That's where the trouble started. And so God cast him out of heaven. And if you study it very carefully, uh, it was because he wanted to overthrow God's, th God's throne. So iniquity was found in him. So here this personality that wants to become like God sees Adam and Eve come on the scene and all of a sudden they have God's nature in them. And that's exactly what he was looking for. So he comes to Eve and Eve is deceived, the Bible says. God said, don't eat of the tree of the, that comes from the knowledge of good and evil. On the day that you eat of it, you will die. The devil comes to her and says that, look, did God say? And that's where the key issue is. The devil questions the integrity of the word of God. Has God said? Do you think God is telling you the truth? Do you think God wants this for you? So when he said that, the emphasis of this lesson is when as soon as he said that to her, she misquoted what God said and eventually yielded. But if she had obeyed what God said, will the devil have been able to exercise dominion over her? No, that would have been the end of that. So to walk in authority, the authority that God has granted to us, our obedience is very, very important. Notice again a similar account. Jesus Christ comes on the scene and this same personality shows up in Luke chapter 4. Verse 1, the Bible says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when he, they, had, they had ended, he was angry. Notice this, verse 5, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, notice this, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I will give it to whomever I wish. So God gave the authority to Adam. He turned it over. And he says, notice he says, all this authority I give you for it has been delivered, delivered to me. Who delivered it to him? Adam did. Sometimes also, let's answer some of these questions as we, keep, we go. Sometimes we say, so someone will say, why doesn't God do away with the devil? If God is such a good God, why doesn't he do away with him right now so that we can, we can enjoy some relief? <laughs> the answer to that question is, so here, um, oh my God, this is... <laughs> It's, it's a lot. But understand this. The idea there is, and you have to look at other scriptures as well. The idea there is that God has created the earth and given the authority of the earth to man for a certain time frame. It's like this. You go, you go, um, you go lease a house or rent a house, and sometimes they make you sign an agreement for a, month, a year or some other time. And that they give you the keys. You have the keys and the authority to enter that room and that, that, that 
apartment or wherever you rent that house for a period of time. At some point, the what is called the lease of man will end. Until that time comes, um, Jesus Christ has come and taken the authority back and giving it rightfully to man. But this old devil here is still around and he still has authority over those that have not given their lives to Jesus. So here he comes and he says, look, I can give you the authority that Adam gave to me if you just do one simple thing. Just bow down to me and worship. And all this will be yours. That's a very tempting thing because uh, that's the reason, one of the, one of the reasons why he came, to take that authority back. And here he's, he's, he's saying that, look, just bow down and worship me and let's, let's call it good. Because Jesus knows that he has to go the way of the cross. But thank God, Jesus passed the test that Adam and Eve failed. And you can pass the test too. And you will pass the test. In Jesus' name. But, but the key here is that as soon as Jesus refused to listen to the devil and to obey him, and instead chose to obey God, that was the end of that. If Adam had done that in the beginning, if Eve had done that in the beginning, that would have been the end of that. So to exercise authority, the key to it is, to walk in obedience because that being is still around. Notice this in 1 Peter chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. He says that be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. The word adversary means you have an opponent. You have someone who is arrayed against you. He wants to take you down. And notice that this letter is written to spirit-filled Christians. It's not written to people that are unsaved. The people that have not given their lives to Jesus... Uh, the devil can kick them around anytime he wants. They already belong to him. But here he says that he's going around looking for somebody to devour. So what are you going to do? Stick your neck in the sand and hope he goes away. No, it's not going to go away. He tells you to do something. Resist him. Put up a fight. And how do you resist him? The same way Jesus did with the word of God. Jesus kept saying, it is written, it is written. Then the Bible says the devil left him for a season. So you use the word of God to resist him. And one of the key areas is to be obedient to the word of God. Notice this. 2 Corinthians, thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians, mark these verses. Don't let them get away from you. 
verse 4. He says that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience. Notice this. When your obedience is fulfilled. The weapons that we have, they are not carnal, they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing, notice this, that exalts itself against against the knowledge of God that you have. When you receive the knowledge of God in any area, the enemy comes with thoughts against your mind that says the same thing. He doesn't have any new strategy. Do you think that God is telling you the truth? Do you think that when you act on God's word, you are going to see results? The thought comes against you in your mind. The mind is the battleground. But he's saying that the weapon that you have, the word of God, can pull down every stronghold, cast out arguments, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and you bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ, being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. Your obedience can stop the works of the enemy in your life. And not only that, your obedience can help you to receive God's best for your life. Thank you, Jesus. For instance, when God came to Abraham and said to him that Abraham, Abraham had wanted a child desperately, and, and when the child came, God said, look, Abraham, one day he was there, and then God came to him, and said, Abraham, look, I want you to go up. Let's read that account. Genesis 22, verse 1. It says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Look at Abraham. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering, arose and went to the place of which God had told him. He's on his way. He's going. He didn't stop to think or to argue with God. Lord, do you know how long it took me for the son to come? <laughs> no, no, he's on his way. So many times we rationalize the instructions that God gives us and we miss out on God's best. 
But the act that Abraham did was very important because it was a type of God giving his own son. Eventually, God gave an animal as a replacement. But this was Abraham's mindset when he was going up. He told the people that, look, uh, God, this man is a man of faith. God says that I should go and sacrifice my son, but we are going and we'll come back. Do you know why? Because the answer is in Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11. Notice what the Bible says in verse 18. Or let's start from verse 17. It says, by faith. Now, this is the account. Looking back. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, whom, and he, had he who had received the promises, offered up his only. Notice he's describing, he's describing him as his only begotten son. He didn't even count the other person, Ishmael. Of whom it was said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called. 19. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. <laughs> Hallelujah. His son, only son that he had, that's from God's standpoint, and the same thing he said in Genesis 22, offer up your son. Abraham, up to that point, there had been no record that anybody had been raised back, uh, brought back from the dead. But this is, was Abraham's reasoning. This was Abraham's accounting. This was Abraham's thought process. That even if I kill the son, the Bible says that concluding that God was able to raise him from the dead, from which he received him in a figurative sense. Even if I give my only son, my only son and I kill him, Oh, God is able to raise him up from the dead because he said, in this sea, not another one. <laughs> Shall many generations be blessed. His obedience. And we are still talking about that. Our very lives belong to God. Our whole life belongs to God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we get to the place where we give our lives to God. And say, Lord, my life is no longer mine. My life is yours. In the name of Jesus, whatever you want to do through my life, Lord, my life is yours. Take my life, Lord. Concluding that God was able to raise him up from the dead. When you make a decision to obey God, the enemy's enemy is paralyzed. His works are paralyzed in your life. He goes about seeking someone to devour. But he says, no, 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 not here. No, no, you're not going to devour me. <laughs> no, my family. My life is in God's hands. There is no substitute for obedience. There is no sacrifice. That's a substitute for obedience. God told Saul. Now look, to obey 
is better than to sacrifice. When you are not in obedience, you are headed for a crisis. If you don't know, ask our friend Jonah. Let me read Jonah chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I love God and his word. Jonah chapter 1. The Bible says that. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down to it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now put up that map. Let's look at it on the map. It will be, it will be a little bit clearer. He tells him to go to Nineveh and speak the word of God. And Jonah says, uh, I, I have a better idea. I'm going to go. He go he said, the Bible says that he paid his fare and went down into it. You see, every time you disobey God, you don't go up, you're, you're headed down. So look at where Joppa is. Look at where Nineveh is. Look at where Tashis is. He has no plan to get to Nineveh. This place is 2,500 miles from Joppa. <laughs> Nineveh is 550 miles. <laughs> so God says, go here. He is for the other direction. He has no plan. He, he thinks he has a better idea. So he heads this way, 2,500 miles here. He's on that sea. That's just like us sometimes, right? <laughs> God's word says this. The enemy brings a thought to your mind that is contrary to God's word. And the whole time he's trying to tell you that God doesn't have your interest at heart. Whatever he tells you to do. He heads to Tashas. I'm not going to Nineveh today or tomorrow. <laughs> he paid his own fare and headed in the other direction. What happened? The Bible says in verse 17, Jonah chapter 1 verse 17, he says that now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. He paid his own way there. Did God send him there? No, no, no. He, he, he went there. He, took, he, he paid his way and started heading in that direction. <laughs> so, so many times, this is the heart of the issue. We end up not in God's best. Sometimes we end up in the hands of the enemy because of our disobedience. In Genesis chapter 3, he told Adam that, look, because of what you have done, the ground is cursed. Now you are going to have to toil to, out of it. The ground is cursed for your sake because of what you've done. What you, because you have decided to be united with somebody who is has iniquity in him and has that nature of death in him that can spread out all over the world. It's a similar situation here. So every time 
you walk in disobedience to the word of God, you open up yourself to the case. The case is already out there. You don't have to worry about that part. <laughs> and then every time you make a decision to obey God, you open up yourself for the blessing of God in your life. That's what he was trying to get to them in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Notice this. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I love the word of God. He says that now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed are you being this. Then he goes to talk about the blessing. How many of us want the blessing to overtake us? <laughs> he tells us right here. Obey carefully the voice of the Lord your God. Obedience. It paralyzes the cares and the works of the enemy in your life. Then verse 15, he says, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. Notice this, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. The curses already are there. Like that fish, it's already out there. I don't know about you. I don't like. I like the blessing part. <laughs> so Jesus gives us the key. He said to he said to the people that came to the mother to ask for wine when they ran out of wine at that wedding feast. The mother said to him. In John chapter 2 verse 5, this is the key to walking in authority. Whatever he says to you, do it. That's what he's saying, in, the, in other words, in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Whatever God says to you, do it. You want to see God's hand at work in your life? Whatever he says to you, do it. You do not want the enemy to exercise authority over you. Whatever God says to you, do it. Don't rationalize it. God is smarter. He knows what he's doing. He has you. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that we will yield our lives totally to God. That's the key. And to do that, have to actually walk in obedience, to walk in authority, to overcome temptation, whatever is thrown at you, have one, have a predetermined response. Decide ahead of time what you are going to do. Like Abraham, he's, he decided, he's, he knows, God, if God tells me to do anything, I'm going to do it. Jesus, 
when the enemy came to him and tempted him, he's decided ahead of time. His response. Have a predetermined response. If this test comes up, the God of us, God will test us. God tested Abraham. You think God only tested Abraham, but not you. You will be tested. The test is based on the word of God. <laughs> but have a predetermined response. That when I am tested, this is what I'm going to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Because sometimes uh, the thoughts that come into our mind, especially that don't line up with the word, we have to decide. You see, the devil cannot, will not, cannot violate your will. You still have a will no matter what. Jesus said, that's the same weapon we have. It is written. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I see you walking in the blessing of God. I see you walking in the blessing of God. Because sometimes people ask, why are things not going well for me? Why am I missing it in some area? This aspect of my life appears to be going well but this aspect is not. What is the difficulty? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sometimes it's in this area of obedience. Like take, take for instance, Naaman. The Bible says, we talked about him in time past, but let's look at him again. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1, it says, now Naaman, now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. He has God has wrought some victory through him. He is doing all right in that area, in the army in that area of his life, but this particular area, he's leprous. That is not working. And so many times, people ask. Some of say, I have money, but I can't sleep. That's another person says, I don't have money, but I don't, I, the, the, this other piece is okay. You see, God wants you to be whole in every area of your life, but he was a leper. But he was a leper. What's he going to ask? How's that going to be fixed? The word of God came to him through, sometimes God will use channels and instruments that we least expect. There's a maid in the house and say, look, there's a prophet. If you go to him, he, will, he, will, he can do something about it. He goes to the prophet. He tells him that go and walk seven times in the Jordan River. You see, he wants authority over this leprosy. He wants to be healed. You want success in some area of your life, in your academic life, in a relationship, something, in your marriage, your children, raising up kids, all these areas. God has something to say about it. When he went, he said, oh, no, 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 there are better rivers. What? This dirty river, Jordan, I go Washington. No, no, no. Uh, do you want to be healed of your leprosy or not? 
Do you want to have authority over this area or not? Listen to God. Then the girl said, look, if this man had asked you to do something great, you will have done it. Here he gives you a very simple instruction, and you don't. It just, just go and wash and be clean. When your obedience is fulfilled, you punish all disobedience. The Bible says he went, he washed, and he came, he came clean. After Jonah realized, he came out of the belly of the, he prayed. <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't prayed like that in his life before. Lord, please have mercy. <laughs> he learned his lesson. As soon as he got out, he was on the way to Nineveh. <laughs> and the Bible says he traveled through that place. He preached like from another, a man from another planet. <laughs> he preached good like that. <laughs> God is going to destroy. He, the, the preaching was so effective. <laughs> Everybody in the town, including the animals, fasted. God says destruction is coming. We are going to turn away from whatever we are doing. A man was on fire. He was from another planet. He had seen something else. <laughs> and that whole city was changed in obedience to God. You see, wherever you are, you can obey God. That, that, that made in Naaman's house was used of the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, may God use you to transform the life of others Amen. as you walk in obedience. You are not an accident. You are not here by accident. No, 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 no. God has a great plan for your life. Wherever you are, school teacher, wherever you are stationed. Like down with a little girl in the, in, in, in the man's place. Allow God to take your life and use it for his glory. Allow God to take your life and use it for his glory. And make a decision that Lord in the name of Jesus. Because sometimes you say, oh, if I was Eve, I would have done something different. <laughs> have you ever said that? I would have done something different. I would have told the devil, give me the cake, get out of here. Please, God, God told us not to do this. But do you realize that every time you disobey, in, in effect, you are acting like her. But you will be like Jesus. I see you like Jesus. When the devil came to him, he said, it is written. Oh, I see you in the name of Jesus walking in total obedience to the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's a blessing. Notice what he says in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Oh, my God. I love his word. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Verse 32. Therefore, you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you that you may live 
and that it may be well with you that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. How many of us want, want it to be well with us? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like wellness. It's nice. Amen. It will be well with you in Jesus' name. It will be well with you in Jesus' name. It will be well with you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God wants his very best for us. But there's an enemy that's opposed against you. Why do you think somebody is in the world and we tell them, you tell them the gospel and you say, look, uh, you don't have peace in your life. The person is telling you something that is going on and you realize that they don't have peace and you tell them that, look, Jesus can give you peace. And sometimes people respond and say, oh, Jesus can give me peace. Yeah, 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 he can give you peace. What do I need to do? Oh, then all of a sudden you begin to tell them about Jesus. And you pray, let them lead them to pray and, and receive Jesus into their heart. But why do you think somebody else also can hear the same thing? And reject it. Because there is a spirit at work in the earth. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 1. And, and you... He made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Notice this. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. The spirit who works in the sons, the children of disobedience. So his goal is to cause you to disobey God's word. Your goal should be to take a stand and say, no, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have decided to obey the word of the Lord. Amen. Get out of here. I res resist you. I, don't, I will not take this thought. This thought does not line up with my knowledge of the word of God. This thought does not line up with what I know about God, what I know about the word of God. So I refuse this thought and I will not put this thought into action. That's it. That's the end of that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is a spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience. But whenever, that's why the Holy Spirit has come to help us to obey. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you set yourself up to obey. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our miracle, our testimonies, they are facilitated by our obedience. He told someone, he told us all, look, there's no substitute for obedience. No substitute. To obey is better done to sacrifice first Samuel 15 22 thank you Lord Jesus so set yourself position yourself every day when you get up just yield your life to the Lord Jesus said I'm not here to do my own will I'm here to do the will of the Father Lord as I step out today thank you Lord that you are with me 
open, open my eyes to see the opportunities that come around that you bring to me to obey your word, to share your love with others, to make a difference in the life of others. In the name of Jesus, help me to be a doer of the word of God. I want to enjoy your blessing. I want to enjoy all that you have provided for me. So help me, Lord. And thank God he's given us the Holy Spirit to help us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's a, it's a key to this whole, there are some other aspects, but this is a very important key. Which area of your life seems like it's leprous, so to speak? It's not whole. Obey the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I love his word. Notice what he says in James chapter 1, verse 22. But be, ye, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man, observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. You'll be blessed in what you do. I said you'll be blessed in what you do. I see you blessed in the house. I see you blessed on the job. I see you blessed in your business. I see you blessed all around. I see your children blessed. Somebody said, I don't, I don't, my children, the way they are acting, I don't, I don't know that they are blessed. Begin to call them blessed. I call them blessed. Your grandchildren are blessed. They are all in the house of God. Serving God. They are all on fire for God. In the name of Jesus. They live to fulfill God's plan in their, for their lives. Oh, this man will be blessed in what he does. Notice what he says in James chapter 1 verse 22. But be, ye, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man, observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. You'll be blessed in what you do. I said you'll be blessed in what you do. I see you blessed in the house. I see you blessed on the job. I see you blessed in your business. I see you blessed all around. I see your children blessed. Somebody say, I don't, I don't, my children, the way they are acting, I don't, I don't know that they are blessed. Begin to call them blessed. I call them blessed. Your grandchildren are blessed. They are all in the house of God. Serving God. They are all on fire for God. In the name of Jesus. They live to fulfill God's plan in their, for their lives. Oh, this man will be blessed in what he does. Thank you, Lord. 
Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's wrap up with this final one. My God, I feel like Jesus and we can be here for three days. <laughs> My God. <laughs> three day cup meeting, they were there. No food, nothing. The bread of life being dished out. When he finished preaching is when they realized they were hungry. <laughs> Jesus said, I can't send them away this way. I feel like that this morning. My God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice this. Matthew 7, 24. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended. The floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sun. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Notice that the conditions are the same. The same wind, the same rain. Life has a way of, of coming at us. <laughs> the conditions are the same. It's no different. What made the difference? Who is the wise person? The wise person. How did this wise person exercise authority over the rain, over the wind, over the storms of life? He heard the word and did the word of God. And the Bible says, by doing that, his house was being built on the rock. The one who heard and did exercise authority over the rain, over the storm, over the wind. His place his key their key to exercising authority was their obedience <laughs> the other person they all had the same thing and maybe he was, was like Jonah he's headed in a different direction God says this but I have a better idea <laughs> I'm going to touch it going to Nineveh today or tomorrow. I decree and I declare oh in the name of Jesus I don't know the storms that you are up against but in the name of Jesus I know God that his word is more powerful than any storm. Amen. And when you act on the word no storm can make your house fall. Your house will stand in Jesus' name. Your house will stand in Jesus' name. Your house will stand in Jesus' name. My God. Oh, my Lord and my God. That's why we do some of the things we do. All these nations, all these things. Jesus said, it's a simple instruction we are obeying. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Start in your world. <laughs> Begin to pray for people. 
You don't worry about how this place is broken. You worry about how you can be a light. <laughs> how this place is a mess. And sometimes you feel, God, please take me out of here. No, no, God is not going to take you out of here. There's something he wants you to do. <laughs> you focus on your part. Just focus on your light shining. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I see your light shining for the Lord. I see your light shining for the Lord. Somebody may have told you that there is nothing to your life. Somebody may have told you that you are a useless person. Somebody may have told you that nothing good can come out of your life. But I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God, your light will shine. Your light will shine. Your light will shine. Your light will shine. It will shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And brighter. Your house will stand. In the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God. Oh Lord, I give him the praise. I'm happy. I'm blessed. I know what God's word will do for you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. We'll continue on Wednesday and Sunday. My, 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 my. Where did the time go? I feel like Jesus this morning. <laughs> Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. 